Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome back to our podcast, uh, The Ins, Outs, and Selling a Business. When you're considering selling your company, a number of pieces need to come together, uh, like pieces of a puzzle for a successful transaction. Uh, these pieces include uh, assembling your trusted advisor team, your corporate attorney, maybe your state and trust attorney, your wealth management advisory team, your CPA, and of course, an investment banker like Osage. Other pieces include robust financial, operational, sales reporting systems so you can deliver timely and accurate information that is critical to buyers when they are looking at your company. But there's one piece that kind of sits out here. It kind of kind of completes that picture. You know, you got a puzzle and you're doing it and there's you put the hard pieces over here and you kind of finish finish it up and you kind of then you kind of put them in. Well, this critical piece is sometimes discounted, overshadowed, or doesn't get the proper attention from business owners when preparing the company for sale. Uh, elements of this piece, you know, go to the heart of your business. It's literally the lifeblood of your operation. It brings creativity, energy, helps improve productivity, a diverse skill set, and expertise that help you drive growth and profitability over all these years. The contribution of this piece that's sitting over here sometimes are overlooked. And if it's not part of that puzzle, buyers could potentially discount your business when looking to sell it, or your business may not be sellable at all. So what is this invaluable piece? It's your team. And as you look around this room today, I thought it'd be a great idea to bring um, members of the Osage team to our podcast today. Because like our clients, you know, we're also a business. And without the dedication and drive of the people in this room and people who also who could be here today with us, we would not be the successful investment bank Osage has been that business owners turn to when they're making one of the most important decisions of their lives, selling their company. For over 22 years, we've been in business. So I'm really happy to have uh, Jim Young, Will Wilcoxon, and Philip D. with us today. So Jim, um, I'm going to start with you. You've been with us over three years. Uh, you've gone through the trials and tribulations of working with business owners and a as we always talk about, a highly emotional decision to sell the company. And what are some of the things that you've learned or got you shocked or say, wow, over these last three years? Yeah, sure. First, Keith, thanks for having me. Great being back. And it's great being a puzzle piece as part of the Osage team. So I'm really excited to be here. Uh, just a little way of background, uh, you know, prior to joining Osage, uh, I have 35 years of uh, M&A experience. Uh, with some very large corporations, uh, IBM, uh, General Electric, and more recently, Legrand. But the last three-plus years at Osage has been just a tremendous experience uh, working with you guys, and I, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's a different world when you're working for uh, our clients uh, versus working for an employer doing transactions. It's the same underlying deal, whether you're buying a business or selling a, a business. But we make it very, very personal at, at Osage. 
and uh, that's more meaningful. I mean, uh, it, it's nice getting together, but we often see each other on Zoom meetings uh, with our clients. Sometimes we're on the golf course together. Uh, some play pretty well. Sometimes not, not so great, but right, uh, but but we'll, we'll we'll take it, right? And, it's all about uh, having a good time. Yeah, no. So it, it's that personal relationship uh, that we're developing, not only in this team but with our clients. That uh, that's a, a very exciting. Well, yeah, I think you know, Jim. Um, you know, we're kind of switching from the buy side to the sell side has been a um, a learning experience and dealing with a family close business owner has also opened uh, your eyes as as will will is a number of, i think will over just over two years now maybe maybe longer a little bit longer a little See, bit so longer we're having so much fun i forget it seems like it was just yesterday <laughs> it does so uh so will comes you know what you come from the venture world sure uh, Yes. So, so I spent about 15 years in venture capital, most recently as a partner with Axiom Ventures. And we would see a lot of books and a lot of business plans. And the, the page that we always turned to first was the management team. And we still do because we want to look and see, you know, what's the value in the company and the value is usually the people. Right. And who's driving that growth? Who's driving that success? And we'll get into a little bit later, but um, how that the buyers perceive the management team. Um, whether we think we did the right thing, our clients think they set it up correctly. When a buyer comes in, they have a whole different set of, you know, checklists that you want to go through personalities and skill sets and experience and everything else. So I think it's really critical, like you said, that, you know, without a good solid management team supporting the business owner, and I'm very lucky, Osage is lucky to have you guys here. And um, and then of course we have Philip, who's um, D, same last name. So he's my son, who's our longest tenured employee. Uh, he's been with me for like twenty seven years now, <laughs> close to it, right, Phil? And, yeah, that's uh, correct. And how how are things been with you? And how do you, you know, what you know, what a couple of takeaways. You're you're at the front line, right? You're at, you know, we're we're out there doing the deal, but you are doing a lot of interactive. These buyers are calling you. Uh, when they get the sim, they get the books, and they ask a lot of questions, even though they have this document in front of them. And you're like, hey, if I go to page 32 over here, this is what we're talking Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what are, what are some of the takeaways? Because you interned with us in high school, you interned with us in college, and now you've been with us for uh, since you graduated. Yeah, first of all, I'm happy to be here. So thanks for having me in as well. Um, I think since I graduated college in 2019, I think um, – some of the biggest takeaways is, you know, for me is maintaining that flexibility and being versatile and almost working like a Swiss army knife, so to speak. And I've been doing all sorts of things, uh, definitely on the back end, you know, managing our CRM system and things of that nature. I think one of the biggest takeaways is though, you know, running the auction process is I've had, you know, the opportunity to meet with, uh, and talk to, a bunch of professionals uh, in the investment banking industry and private equity world where, you know, I wouldn't have an opportunity to meet. So I've been able to build a great network of connections and relationships, you know, with potential buyers and private equity funds all across the nation and uh, even in Europe and Canada. Um, but I think for me, you know, the biggest takeaway uh, is, you know, the fact how important, you know, the part of the processes, you know, that I run, um, I have to, you know, send out NDAs, uh, one page profiles, all types of documents to individuals, like I said, all over the country and even the world. And, you know, in certain 
circumstances, you know, the process mean or doing that process means that I need to be talking to over a couple hundred people uh, in a week span uh, with each specific deal. And, you know, it's very important to, you know, stay on top of the game and, you know, make making sure that these potential buyers uh, are getting the information that they need and they want to be able to, you know, evaluate, you know, the opportunity properly. So. Yeah, it's it's interesting because Phil says he's a frontline guy, and you guys don't you, you everybody's involved. We have a team of four people, so it, it could be Jim and I, it could be Will and I, uh, but Phil and Jen who couldn't be here today, she's actually on a uh, vacation. Uh, but they are in the background getting everything ready to go. But I always I find it funny. You guys appreciate this is that when we launch a deal, as soon as we hit the button, I hear Philip say. Here we go. Yep. Right? <laughs> and literally after that, the phone yeah. rings. I mean, it's that quick, right? That as soon as that email goes out, the phone rings, right? And he, Phillips goes, here we go. And next thing you know, I said, what's going on? Well, I just got 152 emails and literally like that. And filtering out, thank you, but no, or yes, we want more information. So coordinating all the activity, it's a lot. And, and to your point, we all wear a lot of hats, mm -hmm. but it's really about collaboration. Right. I mean, we must during a deal, we're we're talking a couple, three, four times a day. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then we get closer to, you know, during due diligence and the thing gets the last that last 72 hours. I mean, we're literally living in each other's living rooms. Right. I mean, we're going through a deal right now like that. You, you, yeah. So, Keith, yeah. you know, I work for my home office. Right. right and I often have it on uh, you on speakerphone. And my wife has become an M&A expert just by overhearing. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. right. So that's that's part of the lifestyle. It's right. So. You know, it's it's so, and it's important for our audience to know that we, you know, it's, you know, we always said, I've said it on this podcast before, is that, and we all feel this, and it's part of our culture, is that this is the most important decision our, our clients make. So understand what's motivating their sale, what their goals and objectives are through the sales process. Have, having them, helping them become a well-informed, educated seller, and then giving choices is critical. And, you know, so that transparency, that communication, that trust build, I mean, it kind of starts at the beginning, right? We, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but we spend a lot of heavy lifting. We, we invest a lot of time up front before we even take on a client yeah. because we want them to understand what we believe. And we're not looking this to be biased. We're trying to give them a clear picture of the valuation without digging real deep into other aspects. But Jim, maybe you can just touch a little bit about that because- we just went through this process with a, with a company um, and it was like, well, I was hoping for more, but right. Right. Sure. No, uh, happy to, happy to address the you know, early in the, in the process. Uh, we offer complementary evaluation modeling to our prospective clients. And you know, th there's a reason behind that. You know, we want to understand what the value of the business is. Uh, we want to tell them what can be expected in today's marketplace based on our experience, what we're seeing uh, in this particular economy. And that, that shifts over time. You know, what uh, the value might be, have been a year ago today versus today are two different things. And, and so what we do is we put together a fairly comprehensive valuation model uh, that triangulates across a number of methodologies. We use discounted cash flow, uh, comparable companies, comparable transactions, an LBO model. And, and these are all proven financial valuation techniques uh, that buyers use themselves, uh, whether it be uh, a strategic corporation looking to buy a, a, a peer company in the marketplace, they rely more heavily on discounted cash flows, or a uh, private equity firm 
which does leverage buyouts, the LBO model that I mentioned, which they have to rely on debt. Yeah, so so to, you know, to your, your point here, so this valuation model, right? We want to be of like minds. And I think one thing about Osage, and I think we all share this view, and you know, we'll feel free to chime in on this, uh, Phil, as well, is, is that we don't want to take on a client for the sake of taking on a client. And then, by the way, nine months later, say, hey, it's only worth X, even though you want a Y, so take the deal, right? That's, that's a transactional approach, right? We're a relationship firm. And I think we all kind of share that, that if it doesn't work for you, then just hold off. Right? We, we'll, we'll go to market a different time. We've learned a lot and we'll repackage it up. You'll make some improvements to your business and we'll go, about, go to market a year from now. I mean, you, we had, and sometimes you deliver a incredible deal like we did with a client about a year and a half ago. And the client decided to walk mainly because they got cold feet or their ego out in the way, whatever you want to call it. It just, so, you know, and you're at the heart of that kind of transaction and it's like, all you can do is advise, right? And maybe, well, you can, you know, it was, it was a tough decision to say, okay, then we'll just go back to the buyer and tell them no, right? We didn't push it, but we tried to advise them. Right, right. So in, in that particular case, we had a, um, an entrepreneur who had built a really exciting business, which unfortunately during COVID suffered quite a bit. And he had to let a lot of the team go and a lot of the projects that they were working on went on hold. Um, we were able to communicate the real value that this individual had created in the market. He had great brand name recognition, a very thoughtful individual. Um, and in the, at the end of the day, we were able to deliver um, an offer that was, was quite compelling. What we found, though, was through that process, our client really did some soul searching. And I think he really had a hard time picturing himself working for somebody else. As an employee. As an employee. Mm -hmm. And even though they valued the fact that he could you know, hire a team, close deals, really build something quickly, and they gave an offer that, that would reward him for doing so, he just had a hard time picturing himself coming in at 8.30 and, and reporting to somebody else. It just wasn't in his DNA. Yeah, and, and then on this, so we're trying to make it work, right? So we, we have this with, uh, you know, with a couple of clients that we, we've dealt with. And in this particular case, we went back to the buyer and said, look, because if it's a issue for a client, no matter how small you think, if it's a concern of our clients, it's a concern of us, it needs to be rectified and satisfied. So we went back to the buyer and said, look, this is his concern. He said, look, what was the quote? He can work from his home office with his feet on the table. As long as I can get a hold of him, that's all I need. Right, right. Right? They were very accommodating. Right? They, and, they, and we went back said, this is what we can, we, we, this is where you're at. This is the flexibility. You know, we'll set up another meeting with you, one-on-one -on -one with who your boss is going to be. You guys can go have lunch. He just couldn't get there, right? And so what do we do? We said, okay, right? We didn't force the issue. Because that's not what we do. We want, we want, you know, one of our biggest sources of referrals is former clients exactly. or past clients. Not, they're not former, they're clients of ours, but clients that we've successfully closed. And Phil, I mean, you, you're, you get the calls and you sit in, uh, you know, with my left ear sometimes in, in, in a room when we're on a Zoom call or something, and you're listening to some of these conversations. And I know you're, you're thinking as a young person that you know, all these, these older owners making these very difficult emotional decisions. And sometimes you, you're, you're writing notes to me reminding me, right? Don't forget about this. Don't forget about that, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe 
how do you perceive some of these things? Because you're like, it's like an old boy moment for you. Because you're you're the youngster in the room, frankly, right? And it's like, <laughs> and we've seen a lot, but we never see it all. And you know, how does that affect you when you're trying to? You know, what have you learned from this? Yeah, it's definitely a hectic experience, and um, you know, reviewing and you know, listening to comments on emails and Zoom calls. From our clients, you know, um, you know, at first it's like, oh wow, um, they, these are you know pressing issues that might be smaller. But that being said, um, like you said, I want to reiterate, like if it's a problem for a client, it's a problem for us, and you know, we try and give our clients guidance. But that being said, uh, it's ultimately their decision, and we don't take away from that. It is the client's decision. It is their business, and you know, personally, I've never been in a situation where I've been a business owner or been in charge of a team of you know workers so you know it's hard for me to understand and see you know what exactly these business owners you know are thinking and going through that being said I can kind of understand exactly you know why they're you know stressed about certain points during the transaction yeah it you know and I think we talked about this a lot about the communication right and so Jim let's just let's talk about um, you know, we're, we're involved with a recent transaction, a couple uh, and will as well, but you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get a call, right? And the first thing you'll do or an email is that you'll pick up the phone and say, we got to find an answer for this. Right. And so, um, you know, you know, so it's not like, okay, you're just going to answer the question or come back. It's our job is to absorb it, think about it and strategize to how we can get to the right answer that works for our client and sometimes it needs to be compromised sometimes we have the hard question right to ask our client what do you want what do you need to make this happen yeah keith that kind of brings it back to the team concept i mean these, these are complex transactions and while we have a world of experience individually sometimes it's best to, to collaborate with each other and brainstorm about a you know maybe a more creative solution and so that's the value of having this team right and well, from your, you know, you know, um, we're we're working on something. Right, we're all working on something right now, right, together. Um, and you know, um, and you were in the room, you know, with a group uh, what a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And and reading the room is important, right? And being on those calls is important. So when you read the room, mm-hmm. right, you kind of get a feel for. You know, what, what, what go, what's going through your mind? Yes. And body language says a lot. Right. You know, when in this most recent um, example that you're talking about, we had some prospective buyers in the room with an owner and his some uh, subset of his management team. And initially his perspective was, I'd like to sell and retire. And I'll give you a short period of time before I, I, I retire. Um as he got to know the buyers, you could see the body language really coming alive. He was excited because these buyers, there were two young gentlemen who have a um, uh, have, have raised some money to buy a company. And um, you could see his enthusiasm. He felt like he was these young people in the seat 30 years ago, and they felt like they had a bond with him. So he went from saying, you know, I'll give you 90 days or I'll give you 180 days to maybe we can work out a role where I can stay involved longer. And of course, that's music to ears, uh, music to the ears of buyers, because the best way that they can de-risk their investment is to have continuity. And maybe it's not having that CEO there 
you know, 40 hours a week or even 10 hours a week, but calling on a key client once in a while or picking up the phone or going to visit somebody and show that he's still part of the business and part of the excitement. Mm -hmm. And that, that is worth its weight in gold. I'd like to thank everybody for being here today uh, to our podcast, Ins and Outs of Selling a Business. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to subscribe on our YouTube channel. I'd especially like to thank uh, our team members, Jim Young, Will Wilcoxon, and Philip D. for being here today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Get the feel for who we are, what we are about, and how we work with our clients to help them sell their companies. Uh, to learn more about Osage Advisors, you can visit our website at osageadvisors.com. You can email me at kdee at osageadvisors.com. Or you can feel free to pick up the phone and call anybody in this room today at 860-767-3273. Thanks again for being here and have a great day.